Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show. I'm excited to welcome to the program Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Mark, how are you? I'm feeling great. That's a good thing you're feeling great. But again, in the U.S., let's talk about India. Can we expect what's happening in India happening in the United States? And kind of give me your take on this. You know, first of all, was India largely exposed to the virus more than the U.S. in the first stage? And I would say it probably was. And I'll, I'll, I'll do that for this reason. Number one, the people of India were very poor. They, they did not have a chance to very socially, they, they tried, tried a lockdown for a few weeks. It was very, uh, it was very difficult. Uh, but most of the people, it would be my impression in the first wave, were exposed to at least some form of coronavirus, okay. the SARS-CoV-2 virus. However, the, the, this last wave has been very unique in that it is much more transmissible than the other waves, okay? So you're, the, the virus is mutating into a form that goes into an aerosol better. So it is much better aerosolized. And when I, there, I watched a video with an epidemiologist in India, and what he said was, you used to have a room with one or two people that might turn positive, but now you could, now you could find situations where most of the people in the room become positive with one asymptomatic carrier. And that makes it much, much more difficult to spread because if you have any type of get togethers, then, hey, guess what? It's gonna go throughout everybody in the room. The, the epidemiologist also said, he said it was an, I believe he admitted that it was an aerosol but they don't understand the dynamics of transmission. Let me explain that a little bit. My impression of the aerosolization of SARS-CoV-2 is based on, you're not a constant exhaler. You're not, a, I don't think there's any such thing as a constant super spreader. The super spreader, according yeah. to my theories has always been that they pick up an electric charge. It, it's only good for while they have that electric charge. It is not something chemical or genetic to them. And that, that may change suddenly an hour later, two hours later. So if you have a big room, somebody might be a super spreader in that room. And then later, if he doesn't have the same electrical charge, you're not monitoring it, he's not a super spreader. So it's very, it's almost impossible to identify who's super spreading and who's not. And when the virus mutates into, into forms that are more aerosolized better, then you're gonna get much more wider transmission. The MIT had come out in about the last week and said that whether you're six feet away or 60 feet away, everybody in the room can get aerosol contact once a super spreader enters the room or once a normal person walks into the room and suddenly converts into a super spreader. So these things are, these things have never even been discussed really prior publicly. Now, what that is changing, and I think I sent Neil, I sent you an article right. yesterday, yesterday, and it discussed how the CDC is now candidly admitting that the aerosol spread of SARS-CoV-2 is a major way in which it is transmitted. 
this is instead, a of, instead of the whole thought that if you touch the countertop or certain things like yes. that right. or people cough in your face from two feet away no right. it's you're going to get it from across the room in the new versions they're being forced to do that even though that's an unpopular they, that's an uncomfortable position for the cdc and let me explain why originally the n95 mask was not designed for aerosol it was designed for regular large droplets an N9, uh, an N95 mask is excellent, okay? And it will stop an aerosol. But we didn't have N95 masks for everybody. We only had, if you remember, most people just had a uh, surgical mask. And the problem with an N95 mask is that they're incredibly uncomfortable. They're restrictive, they choke you. And it's very uncomfortable for, to wear one for you know eight hours. When I was in the emergency room during the pandemic last year, I would look at people wouldn't be wearing an N95 because it's so uncomfortable. We don't want to have, for lay people that are watching this, we don't want to go to our family get-togethers and wear an N95 mask. I mean, how together is that if you can't even have a family reunion, exactly. a religious reunion, and everybody's got an N95 mask on it? They're, that's not comfortable. That's not having a good time. No. Okay, so uh so we're we're seeing the the virus evolve in india into much more aerosolized better forms now some of the good news is because there is so much prior transmission because there is so much prior transmission the death rates are not that high so okay. a lot of people have seen versions of this before now in india the death rate is still like one percent if I'm well, well, so why are we seeing the reports is all these deaths everywhere the the form is it is it is um you're going to see higher death numbers in the u.s i believe in the next wave okay when's that come? That's, that's that's the short and i think you'll see it here within probably three months maybe maybe sooner some yeah. of the india coronavirus is already here and when we have the big uh, Memorial Day get-togethers, when we have um, all the kids going to head to Florida, right. they're going to get together at the beach, at the lake. You're going to start to see way, a boom in transmissions. One of the missing things that we don't know is, is um, what is how much of the transmission will it really still be occurring because of the vaccinated right. people. And I think that you're seeing that what is the standard of herd? People have been talking about herd immunity for four or five yeah, months. Right, right. So, months. so that, that's the standard. So they say if you get 70% vaccine in the United States, you're set. That's not true. Because let me tell you, herd immunity is not a fixed thing. Now, Fauci didn't explain that to you because I don't know whether Fauci doesn't think through them things himself or he can't think uh, and he needs everything to be proven by epidemiologists before he, he says anything because he can't process things as a thinking like a pathologist or a physicist. I don't understand Fauci's mind. When we say herd immunity, it depends on how transmissible it is. We know that herd immunity for measles that is aerosol spread is 90%. Now, when SARS started out, it was occasionally an aerosol. Now it is more and more an aerosol and it becomes better aerosolized. So it is competing as an aerosol with measles and will probably surpass measles 
because it is spread in the asymptomatic phase. So okay. I would expect herd immunity for SARS-CoV-2 in the new mutant forms to be around 90% or higher. And in fact, I addressed that in, in one of the patents I wrote. So, okay. yeah. And so now one of the, so when somebody says herd immunity, ask them, are you talking about herd immunity for the old COVID or the new COVID mutant? Because the more transmissible it is, the, the harder it is to prevent the transmission. So herd immunity becomes, requires a much higher standard. Right now, it is hard to believe, you know, we may all have had bad years, okay? It may have been a bad year for a lot of folks and, and us, but at least we don't own an indoor stadium. If you own an indoor stadium and you have any hopes of getting people indoors, guess what? The science is not there to protect those people right now. And when those other waves right. come back, you should not expect to be, be open. Do not expect so. So, we're going to mother vaccines. Then you're expecting. Oh, oh, and and see, then they inform the. They never inform people that vaccines cause primarily a serum defense and not necessarily a mucosal defense. Now, I will give you this illustration. In Seychelles, it had the highest number of vaccinations in the world, and there was like sixty percent of the adult oh. population was vaccinated. Guess what? They're going through a lockdown now because guess what? They're having a resurgence again, even with 62% of the people vaccinated. The way you can explain that is, number one, the, the variant is more transmissible. It's, it's much harder to stop. The herd immunity percent would have to be much higher. And even the people who are vaccinated are still spreading. Many of them are still spreading. The fastest way to stop anybody who does not have a mucosal defense is to get them exposed through their intestinal tract or through their nasal mucosa. And if you're watching this show today, I heartily recommend that you go investigate the www.radvac.org website. Right, okay. I rec recommend that you go to Vaxart and look at the Vaxart's oral pill. You can go to the Antivirus Air website, www, and, and, and you can, and there I explain how to do inoculation. The other thing is, is uh, between RADVAC, VAXART, and inoculation, there are multiple things that you can do. So you're not left without solutions. But I do want to say that there is something really important that happened in the last week. Okay. And that important thing is that the Biden administration is now offering to give up patent protections for, from Pfizer and Moderna. Now, Here's my explanation on that. They don't tell the little people everything that's going on. And you know, in the United States, decisions are not made by the general public. They're made by an elite few. It, it, that, that's the way government rolls in the United States. It's, we don't have a transparent government. We don't have a, uh, it, it's about big money and big capital and people in the smoke filled rooms that make decisions only hopefully they don't smoke as much now, but it, it's a yeah. bunch of insiders that get to make the decisions and they don't really depend on an informed public. You can you expect the government shutdown when we get the next wave? Uh, I think that yes, if, as soon as you start getting deaths and you start filling up your ward. And I think the reason the intellectual patent protections is, you look at, look at back at these words that I'm saying on May the 8th. 
I won't be surprised at all if the whole vaccine program turns into largely a failure because you're not stopping transmission. Right. So what happens to your oral vaccine then if you're saying that? There's a good shot. Yes. And you saw you saw Vaxart start to spike up about a week or two ago because even the people who are potentially buying Vaxart are beginning to realize. Can you buy in the U.S.? Can you buy Vaxart in the U.S.? You can buy Vaxart stock in the U.S. I wouldn't, you know, be moderate. Don't overinvest in anything. But and and there was some things that Vaxart were trying to do from a from a basic sciences level that were very good. Uh, but most people want an oral vaccine. Most people want a mucosal defense if they understood the difference between a systemic defense and intramuscular shot and an oral shot, vast majority of people would want a mucosal defense from an oral agent or from a nasal spray, or even combine the two and get a shot and a nasal spray. But you, my prediction is by this fall, where you will be looking at is they will be suggesting either A, you get vaccinated against a new mutant along with a nasal spray or along with a pill, or you just do the oral pill. You're going to shift to both oral and nasal plus IM or just using a pure mucosal defense, one or the other. And you that won't probably occur for probably months, five, six months. Okay. But that'll be a gradual thing. And here's the other issue is, guess what? Uh, um, it's almost inevitable. COVID is here to stay. There's almost no conceivable way that you will stamp out coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, right. which is the most transmissible form in the history of the world, in world history. SARS-CoV-2 has spread as an asymptomatic So what spread. if another virus came in at the same time as COVID-2? What would we do, SARS? Another virus well, comes out. You know, um, you may get bizarre mutations. People need to be thankful that that it's not much worse than it is. Uh, originally, now I will say this, during the first phase, they overestimated the number of, of actual deaths. They hyped it a lot in the United States. But I'm going to give okay. you a suggestion. The reason they hyped it is because the CDC and Fort Detrick had been studying those applications in, in biowarfare, I suspect, for about 20 years. The CDC all realized within and, and Fort Detrick that you could weaponize that virus very well. And they right. realized how deadly something could be that spreads asymptomatically. The, the version that we got is not all that toxic on the first wave. It's not that toxic. But you can, that virus can be manipulated either through accident or intention, and it can, it can grow into something that will kill 50, 60, 70, 80% of the population very quick using an asymptomatic aerosol spreader. That could do easily be done deliberately by people in the West that have DNA, they can splice stuff in. Is that gonna be done by third world countries? No, or even, China and, 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 and other countries, they're not going to do that sort of thing. Now, right. is it the business of government to investigate and make sure that understand these things? Yes. And if they didn't understand it, they'd be very remiss. But are these things ever explained to the general public? Nope, they're not. The current form is likely going to be far more pathogenic 
than the last form. Okay, so what about your vaccine? What about your vaccine now? Your vaccine, not Vaxart, your your one where you swallow. Okay, here's what I want to do for the people of India. When I went to patent uh, inoculation, I told the patent attorney, I said, it's probably not ethical to bar other people. You know, if somebody needed to do something to save their life, it's not ethical for me to say you, you shouldn't do it. Of course, I have no intent of, of restricting inoculation in India. Right now, as we speak, if you want to stop the transmission of SARS-CoV-2 in India, the fastest way is to develop an antibody defense on the surface of your lungs. And the fastest way to do that is to expose yourself right. to intestinal live virus. So you want them to go do that with your instruction then, India? If they need to get with their local physicians, the local physicians need to practice it and they need to show the locals how to do it. That is a very simple, it's very effective and it works. Nobody gets rich, no billionaires, nobody. And does it completely eliminate coronavirus off the earth? Probably not, but none of the other stuff will either. The vaccine, the IM vaccines, they're not going to eliminate it off the earth either. Exactly. It's about helping people who are sick survive as healthy as they can. And it's about, guess what? You're going to have to learn to live with this virus. This idea yeah. that it's disappearing off planet Earth. Whoever yeah. sold you that idea was a liar. Well, uh, I didn't sell it to you. Well, it's not over. It's not ending. So the COVID-19 vaccine continues in that process. Where can we find information on Dr. Mark and learn uh, about you? Antivirusair.com, your social media channels, the podcast. Make sure you share the podcast with many people. And now the video podcast, which is available at antivirusair.com and also your YouTube channel. And we appreciate you again stopping by. Well, you know, here's the thing I like, I like to think about. Every day we have is a blessing. And Neil, I know you push yourself very uh, a great deal. I mean, you're a guy on the go and you got a lot of responsibilities. You got a lot of kids, a lot of family. You got a lot of jobs you do and a lot of hats you wear. And, and that, that's a, a tough life, Neil. But the people who listen to this show are just ordinary humans. And what we want to be in our life is to thank God for every day we have and to make the most out of it. You know, coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, it's here. It's not going anywhere. It's going to stay on planet Earth. And we need to learn to live with this virus. We need to try to get along with our lives and have meaningful lives as much as possible. And we need to make the most of every day. You know, I'm almost 60. I'll, I'll be gone one day, probably in the, you know, as, as long as I'll be, hopefully I'll enjoy every day I got. But um, it's appointed. My days are numbered. Your days are numbered. Yes. The days of our listeners are numbered. And we need to make the most of our days. We do. I think we, we have to be sensitive as human beings to the needs and the suffering of the poor. Medicine should not be about billion dollar companies. Medicine no. should be about ordinary people helping other ordinary people. And your doctor and your medical professional, they are not corporate flunkies or should not be corporate flunkies. They should be speaking out for the people, for their health. And that's their duty as, as physicians and caregivers.
Now we've taken physicians away from that role, but ultimately the, the duty of the medical and scientific community is to speak out in favor to help the peasants. Every country has peasants and poor, and we've got to, we've got to speak out for those people. We don't want to take away people's rights unnecessarily. And, you know, there's been criticism about whether India should have got in lockdown. I believe that people have a right to live every day the way they choose. But we have to be caring and offer people solutions that are not expensive. And we got to get them to where they can lead their lives as, as healthily as possible. All right. Yeah. So, again, antiviser.com. Appreciate it, Dr. Hayden. And uh, we'll talk again next time. Hey, that sounds great. Neil, I, uh, you have a great day. I hope you get feeling better. You take, right, care, take care now. All right, take care, Dr. Bye-bye. Again, that was the COVID-19 vaccine show. Take care.